What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are here with one of our favorite guys, Jamal Eigel. Jamal, welcome. Hi, guys. Hi. So we should probably establish we're here at Baltimore Comic Con. We have been sitting across and staring yes, at yes, you yes, the yes, entire yes. time. And, 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 and you guys have been very, very generous <laughs> with, with both your, your time, your, your connectivity, and your food. So I appreciate it greatly. Free can- we're a free candy podcast is what we are now. Yeah, we start with the figure con- candy and then the podcast yes. come later. Um, what is the con experience like for you? I mean, obviously, we've seen it in action, but right. for anybody listening... Well, it depends, honestly. Like, most of the time, especially, like, over, like, I would say, like, the last five or six years, I usually just go to conventions that invite me. So, like, the freight is paid and hotel and everything. And I try to make myself as available to the convention as possible. So if they want to put me on panels and have me doing signings and stuff like that, then, you know, I'm completely all for it, you know. So that's... I have fun... With the conventions, I do. You know, it, it can be difficult. Like, it's a lot of travel, especially nowadays, you know, because I teach as well. So, but I do I do still enjoy it for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you a very weird logistical question. Sure. But I was just moderating a panel where they were talking about a little bit like how you draw people into your booth. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they were saying is, oh, it's very tough when, you know, your head is down and right. people are focusing. But as an artist, you got to do that. you got to yes. be drawing. So how do you split those things? How do you get people to come over to your booth but at the same time <laughs> you're focusing on your art? That, that, is, I, that is the hardest part, actually. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty good at dividing my focus in that regard where I am kind of keeping one eye on what's going on around me and drawing and talking to people at the same time. Because it's not really like a sales thing more than anything else. You're, you know, I mean, I'm basically a circus chimp behind a table. You know? Yes, yes. I, I am the performing monkey. So <laughs> I have to be at least a little bit entertaining. And I don't know if I necessarily try to draw people to the table necessarily because people... Luckily, I've been doing this since dinosaurs roamed the earth, and yeah. people, a lot of people know who I am. And even if they're not that familiar with me, I have enough you know, artwork and stuff on the table where they'll be walking by and they'll be like, oh, hey, that's, wow, that's, that's kind of good. Wait, <laughs> you worked on Supergirl? Yeah. That casual sneak up where <laughs> yes, suddenly exactly. you're like, oh, I'm actually a huge fan of you. Yeah, I just exactly. didn't realize it's that like, Wait. Oh, I didn't know you were black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you're when you're drawing at the table, are you doing? I've always wondered this. Are you doing actual work, or are you doing like? Commissions? Oh God, I can't. No, I cannot. I can't do actual work okay. at a convention. I need my space. My wife makes fun of me because we have uh, friends of ours. Steve Ellis is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And he lives in Ithaca, New York. Yeah. We try to get up there as often as possible. I can't work around Steve. <laughs> and I can't. I love Steve. Steve is the older brother that I never wanted. <laughs> I, and I love him to death. But Steve and I, when we get, my wife calls him my girlfriend because Aww. we get together and all we do is talk. <laughs> like for the entire time, like about everything. It starts with like comics, then it goes to politics, movies, music. Hey, what about that that bird over there? That's really yeah, like yeah. It, it just so it's too much of a distraction for me. So and when I'm working, I have to be working. I have to be 
there and focused. Maybe a little music's playing in the background. I'm usually listening to like a radio show or a podcast or something. But I'm concentrating on the work for the most part. Wow. Well, well, not to keep getting logistical about this, but so when you're taking commissions for a con like this, we're here for three days. Right. How many can you physically do? Do you do some beforehand or are you doing them all oh, here? Oh, no, no. It's usually all here. Okay. And I can, I think the most I will take in a single day is probably like 10, depending wow. on, you know, like how, like if it's just like a head sketch or head and torso, if it's like a full figure. Uh, there have been times when I've only been able to take like one sketch, but it's like a double page spread of something, you know, oh, something, wow. something elaborate, you know. Um, and I just kind of close the list and say I'm I'm sorry. Except for little kids, like if little kids want like a sketch yeah, or something, good. I'll like come in. I'll do like a quick, you know, <laughs> a quick sketch for them. What's you know? the wildest uh, commission you've gotten at a con? At a con, I've got. Uh, well, there was a guy who used to have a cheerleader sketchbook that I did, did a sketch for. I don't think that was probably the, the wildest, the wildest sketch, sketch request I ever had uh, was early on in my career, and I was at a convention in Connecticut with uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda uh, Connor. Oh, those and are bad were, influences. Yeah, right there. yeah, and there was a guy there who was wearing a red polo shirt a yellow rain slicker, green shorts, and he was carrying around a photo binder filled with pictures of little boys dressed as Batman and Robin. <laughs> Weird. I, I can't elaborate more than that. Good. That's just, good. I wanted to call the police. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, switching gears. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we, I have five follow-up <laughs> I wanted to uh, talk to you about your teaching. Yes. Uh, uh, what, what do you really love about teaching is it's helping somebody else kind of find their... Kind of it, it's it's that partially the other part because yes last year was my first year teaching at school of visual arts yeah. and I teach uh, second year principles of cartooning cool and one of the things a two things happened having been a former SVA student back in the early 90s when I went to SVA it was a much more cutthroat affair <laughs> like we were literally told the people on either side of you are your competition. Oh, kill them man. before they wow. kill you. Yikes. Wow. And the 90s were a crazy time. Yeah. School of violent arts. Exactly. But, else? but now it's a much more collaborative spirit with the kids. And I really, really love that aspect of them just sharing with each other, sharing techniques, sharing ideas. Um, the other thing was watching them rise to the challenge that I put in front of them through the entire semester, watching them grow and develop and really, some of them really, like, being unsure of what they wanted to do visually as comic book artists, as cartoonists, and then by the time they finished their senior, their, their project at the end of the year, just real flourishing. And I was just, I was blown away at, like, some of the growth that they made oh, in just awesome. over a year. That's awesome. Uh, what are you working on right now? What should people be checking out? Okay. Anything? All right. So I just finished uh, doing Dudley Datsun and the Forever Machine with Scott Snyder over yeah. at Comixology. Oh, nice. And that will be out in print relatively soon, I hope. 
from uh, Dark Horse. So, yeah. uh, so it's coming out through Dark Horse. And then I just finished the first of two issues for a new Wrong Earth series for Mahoy Comics. So the first one will be out in October. I just finished the pencils for that. And I start working on the pencils for issue two, and that'll be out in December. And that's leading into a new Wrong Earth miniseries in 2024. That's awesome. When you're doing the wrong Earth stuff, you're for anybody who doesn't know, it's sort of like a there's a dark riff on a Batman and Robin esque yeah. character, and there's a lighter riff on a Batman and Robin esque character. So, how do you embrace those two sides? How do you differentiate them? A lot of it now, because in where they are in the storyline, they're together. Like okay. there's an there's an entire team. There's like six heroes from from three different universes. So a lot of it is visual. It's not just the body language of the characters, but I'm trying to incorporate with like the the darker characters with uh, Dragonfly and Stinger Two, who are from the the dark uh, Earth Omega. I'm trying to incorporate little bits of Jim Lee, a little bit of yeah. Greg Capullo, a little David Finch into their line work. But I'm also with like the Earth Alpha, with the Sunny characters. It's a much more cleaner look to those characters. You know, some characters have slightly harder edges. Some, you know, some are a little bit softer. Um, in terms of the story that we're doing with uh, the new Runner series, We Can Be Heroes, which comes out in October, um, <laughs> it's set on Earth Alpha. So everything is very much in that sort of pastiche Batman 66 kind of universe. It's much cleaner. You know, the storytelling is much more. Uh, traditionally dynamic. The layouts are much more uh, traditional comic book layouts that you would see in like you know the '80s or even the '70s. You know, very, they're very much. You know, I, I pull out my you know Don Newton, Jim Aparo, you know, <laughs> <laughs> issues of Batman nice. for for that look. You know? And do you when you're doing both, do you jump back and forth, or you just get on a jag? Or you're I like, get on a jag. I mean, it really depends. I mean, with the with the previous series, when there were sections that were yeah. in different Earths, I would I would draw them in batches as if I were like on a movie set and we had a limited amount of time that we had to shoot and every if we had corresponding scenes everything had to be done there block shooting so yes exactly block shooting yes exactly so I find that that is easier to manage and the thing about it also is Tom's such a great writer that he makes it really really easy but at the same time he's given me enough room and freedom in the story to to play which is always great that's that's always like my best collaborators have always trusted me enough to be able to deliver without having to like over explain things and giving me room to be myself I wanted to ask you about the Scott Snyder comicsology to Dark Horse yeah. pipeline, I yeah. guess you would call it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of par for the course that you're aiming for both digital and print these days, but since you are having these things that are going up online first, and then they're being collected in different forms for Dark Horse, I know like Barnstormers was two issues per issue, so right. it's oversized. Does that affect how you're tackling it at all? No, no. It, the storytelling really much, pretty much stays the same. The only issue of Dudley Datsun that's oversized is, is issue five. It's 40 pages. But everything else is just traditional 20-page comics for the most part. Um, the format hasn't really changed. and you know, But the, 
I'm so used because we did the same thing with Molly Danger. Molly Danger came out digitally before it came out, and before it came out print. So the format doesn't really change for me. You know, the delivery method changes. Obviously, the the weight sometimes is excruciating because you want <laughs> because I feel like at least at the moment in certain aspects, digital has a much more limited audience as opposed to the traditional print audience with comics, but. It's it's great to see people rediscover something that you're putting out into the world at the same time. Awesome. Jamal. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you feel like you're finding it's a more limited audience on digital, but are you finding uh, audience like in other parts of the world? Or, like, are you reaching new people? No, it's reaching, it's reaching new people. I think it's because, you know, again, you know, I've been working in comics for over 30 years. And my mind is probably still very much geared to the idea of print being the end result. Right. But digital allows these projects to exist in a way that is tangibly different for people. And it's evergreen in a different way than it is with print. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, Nothing ever truly gets deleted from being online. You know, digital can exist. It's, it reduces the price barrier for a lot of, of books and comics and media in general that would be cost prohibitive for a lot of people. So I enjoy that idea of it as well. But at the same time, you know, I like reading stuff in print. I don't mind reading stuff on the computer, but I, you know, I like holding books in my hand, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people check you out socially these days or otherwise? Oh, I'm pretty much... Mostly right now, I'm, I'm still on X. I still... You can reach me on X. Um, you sound so sad. I, I'm on uh, Blue Sky. I finally got a Blue Sky invite, so I'm on Blue Sky. So, And... It, just type in Jamal Eigel in the Google, you will find me. I'm on Instagram, I'm on X, I'm on Blue Sky, Spoutable. Uh, I think I got a thread. I've got a Threads. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I don't always update everything because Lord, full time job. Not have yeah. the time. Yeah. But I try to be as available. I'm still on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Facebook. I'm very. <laughs> I'm very. I try to make it easy for people to find yeah. me. Google Eigel. As they exactly. Say. Google Eigel. Yeah. That's what I always say too. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Great to see you, man. And if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about comics. Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok or Instagram, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we'll see you at the comic book shop. Don't go